it's finally here. The Macy's Friends and Family Sale with an extra 30% off gifts they'll love. Get an extra 25% off dressed-up designer looks for kids from Calvin Klein and more, plus an extra 25% off Samsonite and Delsey luggage. With great prices from top designers, Macy's has all the best deals you can't miss this weekend. And don't forget to sign up for a Macy's card or use a coupon to get 15% off beauty products they'll love this season. Visit Macy's.com to find great holiday deals today. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to The Underground. The Washington Post story on Alabama Republican Roy Moore is based on a series of on-the-record interviews with Lee Kaufman, who says she was 14 when Moore, a 32-year-old prosecutor, befriended her and then sexually accosted her. I took the liberty of reviewing federal crimes against children, particularly those dealing with sexual or physical abuse. As you well know, Lee Kaufman, Wendy Miller, Debbie Watson Gibson, uh, Gloria Thacker Deason and Beverly Young Nelson, these young women, have accused uh, this individual, Judge Moore, who is running for a federal office, the United States Senate, of child sexual activity. Do you believe Judge Moore should be seated uh, in the Senate if he wins, and would you introduce investigations by the DOJ regarding his actions? If, if the people of Alabama elect him senator, can they push him out? Well, the short answer is no. If he's elected senator, the, the Congress can't add to the qualifications in the Constitution, and there's only two, that he's 30 years old and that he's a resident of the state from which he's elected. So they have to seat him. Can they expel him from the Senate for something he is alleged to have done before he was in the Senate? There's no precedent for that whatsoever. In the history of the United States Congress, no one has been expelled from the House or the Senate for something they did before they were in Congress. The rules contemplate expulsion only for behavior while in Congress. The issue of sexual harassment is in the news today. Whether it's in Hollywood or in politics, it seems it's on every channel. But one of the more disturbing stories of sexual harassment comes in the story of Judge Roy Moore, who is now the Republican candidate to replace Jeff Sessions in, in the Senate from Alabama. The reason I say it's disturbing is because we are traveling a slippery slope. We are trying these accusations in the court of public opinion, and there are some downfalls to that. I'm not here to defend Judge Roy Moore. I'm not here to condemn him either. There's a process that we go through in this country. It's a legal process for establishing whether a crime has been committed or not. In trying him in the court of public opinion, we're not doing that. 
Moore has three chief accusers who have come out in the late stages of this Senate race, the special Senate race. The first one, Lee Korfman, has an interesting past that we should all examine before we accept wholeheartedly her version of events where Moore is concerned. Whether or not she's telling the truth needs to be left up to a jury and not to the media pundits and talking heads, and especially not to the political operatives out there. Lee Korfman, Moore's chief accuser, has claimed several pastors at various churches have made sexual advances towards her, raising the question about whether or not she's simply a habitual accuser. Korfman's also been divorced three times, and that's neither here nor there. I understand completely that people's relationships can fall apart. But her history also shows that she's financially unstable. She's filed for bankruptcy three times. We need to take those two things into account when we look at her accusations against Moore. There may be, and I'm not saying that this is, but we have to give doubt to this just a little bit. Because in this day and age, when you can grab the spotlight for 15 minutes and get a million-dollar book deal, it, it needs to be examined. We also have to add this piece into it. Korfman's mother in an interview, said that reporters sought her out. It's not that Lee Korfman volunteered the information. Then there's Deborah Wesserman Gibson, another Moore accuser. This woman just happened to be a sign language interpreter for the Joe Biden campaign. She's also a volunteer for Moore's Democrat opponent. This is a political operative. Now, whether or not she had sexual contact with Moore or not in the past, we need to take this into consideration. She is a political activist. She works for political campaigns on a national level and a state level. Then there's Beverly Young Nelson, who appeared next to Gloria Allred, who said she was groped in a car when she was 16 years old by Moore. Now, Whenever you see Gloria Allred on television, that should rise a red flag. Many find her to be an opportunistic legal operative, someone who's always looking for the spotlight, somebody who's always trying to get into the center of attention, especially when it comes to sexual harassment claims, Hollywood notables, people who are notable in politics. So whenever you see Gloria Allred, you know, you have to re-examine the issues and make sure that the facts are the facts. Incidentally, charges of sexual harassment and sexual assault and sexual improprieties, when you go back into the political lexicon of the left, Chicago progressives, Chicago Democrats, going all the way back to David Axelrod and how he got connected with the Barack Obama campaign, they always seem to revolve around 11th hour sexual impropriety claims. All you have to do is go back onto the internet and take a look at it. Where Axelrod and Obama were concerned, it had to do with Jack Ryan, his opponent for, for the U.S. Senate going back to before he was even being considered for President of the United States. Axelrod, a reporter at the time, leaked information from a sealed divorce case that had to do with sexual scandal. It's a modus operandi for the left. They will find or create or manufacture the illusion and or the accusation of sexual impropriety against their opponents at the 11th hour in elections.
Why do they do this? It's to advance skepticism about their opponents. If they can seed the question in, in a voter's mind, that's half the battle for getting them not to vote for them come election day. It doesn't matter whether the accusation is true. It matters whether or not it can be effective. Let's go back to look at Clarence Thomas and Anita Hill. To this day, Anita Hill hasn't come clean on, on, on what she said, the accusations that she leveled against now Justice Thomas. Back then in, in confirmation hearings, Democrats trotted Anita Hill out, and she had the audacity to say that Clarence Thomas, who's one of the most upstanding members of the United States Supreme Court today, placed a pubic hair on her Coke can in order to sexually harass her. Now, I have to ask you this. If you're, attract, if you're a man and you're attracted to someone at an office, or even if you're a woman and you're attracted to someone in an office setting, is your first inclination to actually pluck out a pubic hair and put it onto the lip of a Coke can? Is that any way that you think someone would be attracted to you? Is that, is, is, is that an effective come on? No, it's not. It's an absurd claim. But it garnered national attention as far as the media was concerned, and the media ran with it. And that's all we heard for a week to ten days, all the way up to his confirmation vote. This is the same modus operandi that's being employed now. Again, I don't know whether Moore's guilty of this or not. But we do have to take into consideration this point as well. During the Ten Commandments scandal, when Moore, who was then Chief Justice of the Alabama Supreme Court, refused to move the Ten Commandments monument that was in front of the court building, why didn't we hear these accusations then? Why didn't these people who claim sexual harassment against this man come out to destroy his credibility then, when it was about a moral issue of the Ten Commandments monument? Why are we only hearing about it now when he's running for the U.S. Senate, and when so many critical votes like repealing Obamacare and tax reform are on the table in the U.S. Senate? Why didn't we hear it before? Progressive Democrats it needs to be noted, have a win-at-all-cost mentality. And this, this is derived from the Alinsky ideology, the Alinsky dogma for the progressive ideology. In Rules for Radicals, there are three rules that apply here. And make no mistake, progressives and Democrats do not veer from Alinsky's Rules for Radicals because they work. Republicans and conservatives have yet to figure this out, but the Rules for Radicals works. If you want to understand the progressive playbook and how they manipulate and, and corrupt politics in this day and age, read Rules for Radicals by Saul Alinsky, read the book Boss by Mike Royko, and read Liberal Fascism by Jonah Goldberg. All three are great books. Also read anything by Dr. R.J. Pistretto from Hillsdale College. He is the preeminent voice on progressivism. It is a win-at-all-cost mentality. Going back to the rules, uh, Alinsky's rules. Number eight says, keep the pressure on. They are certainly keeping the pressure on here. They have the media captivated with this. You have calls by Mitch McConnell, who is an establishment Republican, but a Republican nevertheless, and the leader in the Senate, calling for more to step aside without even giving him his day in court. So the pressure is on, and the right is acquiescing to this pressure and even jumping on the bandwagon. 
Number Rule number 11, Alinsky rule number 11 says, if you push a negative hard and deep enough, it will break through into its counterside. So with this negative accusation against Moore, all of the things that he has stood for throughout his career are being negated, and he is being castigated as someone who affects sexual assault on teenage girls. Again, something that did not come up during any confirmation hearing that he had before, something that didn't come up during any controversies he was involved in before, only now. So that negative is punching through to the counter side. And the biggest one is Alinsky rule number 13, and boy aren't we seeing it here. Pick the target, freeze it, personalize it, and polarize it. They've picked the target. It's Roy Moore. The prize for that target is the Senate seat from Alabama, a red state. They've frozen this target. They've circled the wagons around him, and one by one, accusers are starting to come out of the woodwork saying he did this, he did that, without any physical evidence or witness to be able to prove it. They are personalizing it. Sexual scandals are always personalized. People have deep feelings about people who not only harass people sexually, whether it's a woman or a man, but especially children. And they are polarizing it. You have people who are asking for proof and who are saying that he should have his day in court. And you have people who have already tried him in the court of public opinion and who are calling for him to step aside, including Mitch McConnell, the Republican Senate Majority Leader. So, because we don't know, because there's been no adjudication on whether Moore is guilty or not, what is the real crime here? What's the crime being committed here that we can say is actually happening as we speak, in real time? Well, what we're doing is we're denying Roy Moore his constitutionally protected right to due process. There's two amendments to the Constitution, the 5th and the 14th, that apply here. The 5th Amendment to the Constitution states that no person shall be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. Section 1 of the 14th Amendment also says, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. The key lines in both of those amendments is without due process of law. Roy Moore is being accused of a crime by these individuals. Multiple counts of crimes being committed. And he's being tried in the court of public opinion. Tried to the point where his own party is calling for him to be removed from contention on a ballot. He's not been adjudicated. Evidence has not been presented except for accusations. And already people in the, sp in the political sphere, on both the left and the right, are saying that this man should be deprived of the chance to live his life the way he wants to live it. Not only that, the people of Alabama, should they vote Roy Moore as their senator, and should he be denied being seated in the U.S. Senate by Mitch McConnell and the Republican majority, the people of Alabama are being denied their right to the choice of representation in Washington, D.C. They're being forced to abdicate their ballot choice because of accusations by people who haven't presented evidence in a court of law for adjudication. Again, 
I'm not saying Roy Moore is innocent or whether he's guilty. What I'm saying is there's a crime being committed here. His constitutional rights are being violated because he's not being afforded due process before he's being convicted. And you've got politicians in Washington on the right side of the aisle who are complicit in denying him his constitutional right to his day in court to face these accusations and demand evidence to prove it. And our political system and our government is suffering because of that. Politics. Ain't it a bitch? You're listening to The Underground. To the Underground. To the Underground. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.